<clears throat> just amazing um, what God is doing. And we were already getting calls with the secretary. just took a call today and somebody said, so Audrey Mack's coming in November. Yes, she's coming. That's on a Sunday. That's on, uh, was it November 12th on a Sunday. And uh, I want to pack this place out. I'm telling you, you will not regret uh, coming to see. She is, I don't know if she's your height. Is she taller than you? Of course, you know, yeah. Of course, everybody's taller than PK, right? I love that. fact. She's 4'11". Four, four Her hair's poof. She's five feet. I don't know, but she's, she's a powerhouse. But that's what she reminds me of, Audrey Mack. I mean, I've heard some teaching on Audrey Mack that have, has literally just starting to hinge and change my life. Just an amazing woman of God and filled with the Spirit. If you're not filled with the Spirit, that's a good day to get it because she's going to help you. She can't tell you what to say, neither can I, but she'll show you how to get baptized in the Holy Spirit. I can do that too, but man, I'm telling you, sometimes just the anointing is on her for that and for healing. Um, and uh, so I don't know if that's how God or why he put us together, and, but we are so excited that she is coming. Um, that's the 12th of November. And we have, before that, we'll have our church picnic at Lawrence Orchard's. Uh, which is really, that spiritual part really has to deal with just food and fellowship, I guess, that part. And uh, corn, corn bags, corn hole. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. We throw corn at each other, bags, and uh, that kind of stuff. So, man, it's just good. And uh, we're, we're just believing God for a, a great winter, fall, winter season of growth and spiritual growth and numerical growth and and all of that. And be praying. I mean, I'm believing God that uh, we're going to have um, all kinds of help uh, and people to step up to the plate. We've got youth that need some help, and I, I can do what I can do, but I can't do everything. And uh, so we are believing God to send the people that we need, and or maybe they're already here. We'll just see what the Lord does. But uh, there's going to be more people coming, and so we're excited about that. Are you good? This is, it's good outside. It's been a little cooler uh, lately, but I guess it's going to have a warm spurt again. But I didn't know if you heard about the, that movie about the hot dog. Yeah, it was an Oscar wiener. You can thank my daughter for that one. She said, Dad, here's one. You know, the drummer Jay, he told me this one. I just, I had to laugh. He said, if you want to have some fun at the beach... Go to the beach with your dog named Shark. <laughs> just, just let your mind go. I'm like, that's wrong. But he just said, I know, but it was funny. I don't know. But all right. There's our jokes for today. God is so good. He's already shown up here. Um, of course, he's in each of you. So let's welcome our online group. God bless you guys. Thanks for joining us. Amen. I want to talk to you this morning about fully persuaded. We, we finished 20 weeks of, uh, of authority. And so we want to talk just this morning about being fully persuaded and, and what that means and what that entails. All of us in here are believing for something at one time or another, whether you're a student or, or whatever. When you were a kid, you were believing for probably most of that's materialism as a kid. You know, I want this or I want that. Or I, I remember just growing up saving for my first watch. I bought with my paper route, and I was so proud of my watch because it had an analog. Uh, you could hit it, and it would light up in, in the numbers, and I thought that was really cool. So I made sure that when I was talking to people, I'd be, oh, see what time it is? <laughs> stuff like that, you know what I mean? We've all had stuff we believe for. We were, were believing, and, and we need to understand what God says about being fully persuaded. Some of us... Maybe you need a new job. You don't like your job. Have you ever met somebody that doesn't like their job? They get a new job. They don't like that one either. They get a new job. They don't like that one either. They get a new... Because it involves a four-letter word. Work. <laughs> you know, people are like, oh, Brett, you have it really easy. You work one day a week. I'll switch you. 
There's things about this job, that the, the calling that's on me, that I'm probably not going, woohoo. And I know my wife could say amen to that too. You know, there's, but it goes with the badge, and I get it. There's parts in everything. I've had people tell me, I would love to get a job, but if it involves people, I don't want it. Most jobs involve people, just so you know. Have you ever met someone, even at a fast food, they're, they're trying to take your order, and it's pretty obvious they don't like their job. You want to go, go do something you like, because I'm not liking this. You don't know if they're going to spit on your food or what they're going to do. But we've all want to be, God, help me. I want to live the dreams that I've had. I want to be fully persuaded and understand that if you give me the desires of my heart, what does that look like? We all have visions of, you know, the uh, price mobile coming up to you with a check for $10 million, you know, that you didn't do anything for. Who wouldn't like that? You know, most people that get those things find themselves bankrupt within just a couple of years because they don't know how to handle that. They don't know how to handle all that. Some of us are just, I just want to raise. I want to be appreciated where I'm at. How about just happiness? Just want to be happy. You know, there's people that are like, I don't want a lot. I just want enough to get by. Now, let me, let me address that for a second. I get that. I just want to take care of my needs. But what if God wants to bless you more and you're like, I don't want that because then people, well, what if you don't have to keep it? You can give it to others. You can funnel it and help people that don't have that or need to be helped. Maybe you're just saying, I just need help in my finances. I, I want to be fully persuaded about my health. I just told Justin today, back in the back in the green room, I just said, you know, where's Scotty at? See, in here, he might be out somewhere. I haven't ran, ran, ran since I pulled my hamstring when we played softball. I mean, I've, I've acted like I've ran. In my mind, I was running real fast. <laughs> I, I have jogged, you know, just... But I remember we played... The church had a softball team. And this is a true story. I hit a triple. It would have been a triple... But I never made it. I got around first base, and you heard it go, pow! And my leg said, you're not running anymore. And I remember sitting down between first and second base going, you might as well get me out because I can't do anything about it. I haven't really ran since then. But I've thought about if I'd stretch out a little bit, maybe I should try to run a little bit. I need to get some cardio in. I've, I've rode a stationary bike. And you're saying, why are you telling me that? Because... I want to have fully persuaded faith that I can do something if I put my mind to it. Well, come on. I mean, sometimes we just, don't we just limit God? Because we just think, oh, because we have been raised up in a world that says you can't do anything anymore. You can't, you know, Moses didn't really do anything until he was 80. Some of us are just, I, I want, Lord, I want to be persuaded. I can believe for a promotion, maybe not just a raise in salary, but a, a different type job. Let me tell you what's needed to bring some of these things to pass. Or actually to bring whatever you're believing for to pass. Fully persuaded faith. I love Romans 12 too, and I'm not going to go through it all. I don't have that as one of the scriptures, but you can look it up. But it talks about the will of God changing our mindset. The good news is we can have fully persuaded faith. We can activate it and start getting what is rightfully ours. Start living and being, I'm just telling you, I, I'm speaking to myself. Me and PK, we are having so much fun. But life, oh, do you have those seasons? And we're going to talk about, you start doing and you're like, I'm finally on track. And then... Somebody pulls the carpet. What does it take to move the mountains in your life? What does it take to quit staring at that same thing? How much money do you need and what does it take to get that? What has stopped that? I'm telling you right now, 
I have. I've stopped it. Because I have limited myself to my own thinking. You're wanting a healing. Maybe you can't picture yourself healed. You can't be persuaded enough to even say, I, can't, I, I can see somebody else, but I can't see myself. You want family restored. I get that. Remember, we cannot make somebody, we can't force somebody else's will. That is a sacred thing. Everybody has a free will. That's why what, they have to come to Jesus. I can't make them come to Jesus. But I can pray specifically for scales to fall from their eyes, for laborers to be sent, and I can pray for effects of offense and unforgiveness on me. What kind of faith puts that stuff in your hands? Fully persuaded. So what is it? Through experience, how many have done something you're like, oh, that worked, and then you've done it over and over again, and you're like, okay, that works. So you have no doubt. We live by experience, don't we? Those chairs that you're sitting in, you have no doubt that they'll hold you. You've sat in them every week. Experience. We, we live our life that way. Some of us have been hurt, so then we don't trust because somebody hurt us. But fully persuaded faith doesn't doubt. It doesn't allow room for unbelief. It's the kind of faith that cannot be moved. Always takes the victory side. Always takes the win. They asked Albert Einstein, or Thomas Edison one time, he tried to, you know, he's the guy who invented electricity, light bulb, and all that stuff. They said, you know, you have failed 900, like his almost a thousandth time of attempting. And this is his response. I haven't failed. I just found out what doesn't work. He just eliminated. So I, now I'm narrowing what will work. You see, perspective, believing. Things don't move you. Circumstances don't move you. I don't dance without music. Sometimes I play things in my head. Maybe I don't know. But, but I'm not going to give the enemy an inch. You see, fully persuaded faith takes everything that God is saying, I want you to use this. And doesn't leave anything on the table. Dr. Jerry was talking about it. If it says it in the word and God says, I want you to have it, then why don't we just use it? That was so, I was like, I don't know. I got to find out what it takes to be fully persuaded. I know you want to find out too, and we want to stay that way. When we figure this out, it'll change our life. It'll change your life. We're going to give you three principles today. They're this. Number one, look past your circumstances. Number two, take God at his word. And number three, obey right away. When we do those, we're going to activate fully persuaded faith and we're going to see fruit. That's what I want. I want to see fruit. You don't want to go on a diet and never lose weight, do you? That's no fun. Well, it's not like dieting's fun. But, I mean, you want to see results. So here's our first point today. Look past your circumstances. Romans 4.19. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he's about 100 years old in the deadness of Sarah's womb. So this is Abraham. He's talking about he's not even thinking, this is how old I am. Because he's going by, this is what God said. So he's not considering anything else. When you take a faith stand, when you take a word stand, and God has dealt with you on something, and you're like, okay, for the first time, I love this about my wife. She's the godliest woman I've ever met. She is amazing. I mean, sometimes, really, she'll be like, why are you watching me? I'm like, because I love it. I mean, I'll just, she's just amazing. So anyway, okay, Brett, get off that. All right, boing, boing, boing. 
not considering anything else. And this is what she told me. She said, you know, there's some things in my life that I've just, and I finally decided, I've, have you ever had enough? And she's just like, I've had enough. And she, so she, she's going to stand on it. I'm going to dig my heels in and I'm going to stand. And when you make a stand like that, doesn't it seem like all heck breaks loose? All of a sudden, somebody's like, ha ha, unleash the kraken. And, and the enemy's just like, yes. And tries to just mess with you and tries to get you off track. And what happens to your circumstances, they seem to cry out louder. What happens to your health issue that you're taking a stand on your healing, it seems to hurt more. The symptoms are stronger than ever. Your bank book shouts, mayday, mayday, we're going down. Man the lifeboats. There's more strife in the house because everybody's edgy. Have you ever been in an edgy home? Get out! <laughs> Things are just on edge. Why? Because if the devil can get you to focus on your circumstances, that's the natural, what you see, feel, hear, touch, any of those senses, that's the realm he works in. He has your eyes right where he wants them because when they're on the natural, they're off the spiritual. You cannot, what, what he's saying is, you're not going to be focused on what the word says because you're focused on what the world says. Why? Because you talk about, most of us do, what we focus on. <laughs> That's what becomes the topic of our conversation. The enemy knows if you're looking at your natural circumstances, that's what you're going to speak on. That's what you're going to talk about. How are you doing? Well, let me tell you. So whatever comes out of your mouth, that's what comes to pass. That's a spiritual law. So whatever has come out of your mouth in the past... Is what you're living right now. You might say, I, I don't believe that, Brett. Not believing it doesn't make it any less true. A law is a law. Now, you've heard me say, people, I don't believe in gravity. Jump off the building. We'll see if that holds true just because you don't believe it. Back in the day of Christopher Columbus, people thought that, you know, the world was flat and you'd go so far and you just fall off. The boat would just go off, and I don't know where it went, but, but that wasn't true either. Just believing, I don't believe in that law, doesn't make it not true. There is a law of gravity. Spiritual law brought that law into existence, and it's the same spiritual law that gives your words power. We have power in what we speak. We have power in what we say. Abraham received the promises of God again and again. He was fully persuaded, the Bible says. He refused to look at natural circumstances. God said, I'm going to make you the father of many nations. He gave him a picture. Look at the stars. Look at the sand. But Abraham said, I believe that. I'm not going to consider my body. That'd be like the NFL telling me, Brett, I think you could make it. I couldn't even make it even as a kicker right now. I'd have to get my spiritual mind in gear. But if God said it, I'd put on my suit, I'd go out. We'd have fun, wouldn't we? But he didn't consider his own body. He didn't consider his own feelings. This is how I feel. He didn't consider medical facts. He only considered this is what God said. And again, back to my wife. I'm not trying to pick on her, but she just is, she amazes me because she's, as long as she has a word from God, she's good. If I tell her this is what God told me, she's good. If God tells her something, she's good. She, you know, she just needs to know if God said this, it's, it's settled. Because she'll take everything back to that point. Somebody say amen. He was fully persuaded. 
Now, most of us in here have heard of Smith Wigglesworth. Anybody have not? Smith was an incredible preacher back in the day. I don't know the exact time frame. Glenn, do you happen to know the years of that back maybe 20s? I don't know. But anyway, this is a true story. Smith, it's hard to say his word, isn't it? His name. Smith Wigglesworth. Sounds like I'm lifting, doesn't it? Smith went to visit a church member whose family member had recently passed away. Now, I'm just saying how the story goes. So he and his wife went to pay their respects. They arrived. There were two glass French doors separating the entry from the parlor. Behind the glass doors was the dead man lying in the coffin. This is what happened. Smith walked in, didn't say hello to anyone, opened the glass doors, walked up to the coffin, yanked the lid open, pulled the man out of the box, stood him in the, in the corner, pointed his finger at his face, and said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. The man slid down the wall. He went over, caught him by the suit, picked him back up, and said, I said walk. He slid down to the floor again. Finally, Mr. Wigglesworth went over, picked him up, threw him in the corner, and said, I said walk. And the story goes, the two of them came out walking out of the parlor, shouting, praising, and glorifying God. That's a definition of being absolutely fully persuaded, looking past the circumstances. I'm like, wow, Lord, I, that's just amazing. There are stories of Andrew Womack's son was dead, and Andrew and, and his wife, Jamie, prayed. He had been dead for hours, had a toe tag, and he was in the morgue in the door. And he came back to life. How many days or hours? Five days or five hours? Five hours. Dead with a toe tag on. Five hours. Woke back up. In the name of Jesus. Somebody help me. If, it, if, if they can do it, you can do it. I can do it. God's people can do it. Because God wants and he's looking for fully persuaded people. Number two. We got to take God at his word. 421 of Romans being fully convinced, that's the New King James says that. The, uh, the uh, King James says fully persuaded. They're both meaning pretty much the same thing, that he had promised he was able to perform. He was being fully persuaded. What he had promised, he was able to perform. Most of us want to fully believe. We want to believe God's promises. We want to receive them. We want to be fully persuaded. But the battle is so much between our ears <laughs> and we let unbelief and we let doubt come in. And circumstances that seem to cry louder. We want to walk in that faith that doesn't doubt for a moment. So how do we get there? If it came by praying, Jesus would have said so. But it doesn't. You have to reach out and take it. The kind of faith you need comes only one way, hearing the word of God. That's how you get it. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God, Romans 10, 17. Sometimes it's hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. You, you can't even feel it coming. Some things will just happen and you will just say it automatically. It'll just be out of your mouth. Have you... Now, we all know how that works because we've all said things that are out of our mouth and they probably shouldn't have been out of our mouth. And, and you can't get it back in your mouth once you said it. It's like trying to put toothpaste back into the tube. It doesn't go back in. So if you're trying to recognize it by the way you feel, you're going to miss it because it's not based on your natural self. Now, you can, that is not your only link. I'm not saying you can't feel. God gave you feelings. You have to know what peace is to know when you have peace to be led by peace. So what I'm trying to tell you is, but if you are just looking for a certain, I just need to feel warm, you know, I just know when Mallory sings, I just get warm fuzzies. So I know God's in. I can get warm fuzzies if the window's open. And you know what I mean? So it's not just that, and I, she isn't a very anointed singer. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying I can't let my feelings just dictate to me. I have to have something in my knower. I know that something is God's will. 
because I've spent some time with him. I know he is saying this, and this is what he has told me. So for that, I'm like, I am fully persuaded this is what he said. Now, you might be the person with, God, I'm just not sure if it's you. Would you have 17 birds spell my name in the clouds and confirm to me? Um, and I mean, God's going to love you just like he loves me. I'm not going to ask him to do that. As, as long as he's told me and I, I believe he's told me, I'm fully persuaded. My wife will tell you, I will charge the mountain. I'll charge the giant. I'll do whatever. It just get out of my way. I, it, it's on. So how do we know if it's God's will? Whether it happens or not. The word of God is the will of God. All the promises of God are yes and amen. So why would God promise you something that was not his will for you to have? When you're fully persuaded, nothing can keep you from taking God at his word. No fact is bigger than the truth in your book. In your Bible, in the Word of God. When you get born again, when you get saved, it is your spirit that gets connected to the Spirit of God. Did you know that? Your body, soul, and spirit, yes? Your soul is your mind, your will, and emotions. But your spirit is what's connected to God. That's that, you know, so some of the other stuff, your body and all that has to get in line with what your mouth says and your, what God says. But you're one-third Holy Ghost. Let me talk to this side of the room. You are one-third Holy Ghost because he's in there. So he gives you the insight. He gives you the wisdom, the mysteries that you don't know. You pray in the Spirit. You get in the Word of God, and God begins to download things to you that you could have not gotten on your own. Answers that you couldn't do. Things that you couldn't find. Stuff that I'm telling you, I'm trying to help you get fully persuaded. I can tell you things that happened in my life. Have you ever lost your wallet? That is no fun. You, I've lost my wallet. I don't even know how I lost it. But I... I'm like, I don't know where it is. I can't find it. I tore my apartment. This is BK before Kim. You thought I was going to say Burger King, didn't you? See, you guys are all hungry. I know. But I couldn't find it. I tore my apartment. I, I looked in my car. I looked everywhere. I asked at the job. I said, anybody find my Well, No, no, we haven't found it. And I, w I had just, I've been a believer, hadn't been a believer that long. And, you know, people were making fun of me because, oh, Jesus is working tonight. Because I was, I was yeah, well, what a compliment, really. Because I was, oh, the preacher man. And I wasn't even preaching. I was just saved. I was trying to get people saved, but they didn't want to talk to me. A lot of them. Some of them did. Some of them would come to me later, you know, and then I'd lead them to the Lord later. But in the beginning, if, depending on who they're around, how many know that? Then they get all, you know, it's okay. Anyway, so I had heard. If you ask God, he'll tell you. I was just brave enough to do it. I said, God, I can't find my wallet. I don't know where it is. And, you know, he didn't, like, as soon as I asked him, I didn't, this didn't happen, like, as soon as I asked him. So I'm going to say that one more time. Now, it might have happened as soon as, it was dispatched as soon as I asked him. But I didn't open the letter because I didn't know how. Does that make sense? I mean, I'm just like, I'm just believing he's going to tell me. He could have been telling me something right then, but I was too busy. I was too busy believing and talking. And that's been my problem. Sometimes I talk over people, I interrupt or I do whatever, and she's trying to help me. Just, yeah. So I can't even remember exactly where I was, but out of nowhere, I get a, I get a picture. I get a vision. I feel like Lucy. I had a vision. <laughs> I get a picture of my wallet sitting under the sink in my apartment, 
just sitting there. And I could see the Dawn dishwashing liquid, and I could see the scrubby and the trash bag and the trash can. It was just, I mean, that's what I had under there. But I saw that, and my wallet was sitting right there. And I was, I remember like, what? Where did that come from? It's not like I'm like, so I have just like, I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer sometimes. I'm getting a lot sharper. I got more fries in my Happy Meal than I used to have. But I, I went to my apartment, and I remember running up the steps, and I ran into the kitchen, and I flung those doors open, and the wallet was sitting there just like in that picture. I mean, it was the same picture I saw. And I remember I was like, oh, my word. I don't even remember being under the sink. I don't know how it got there. I, I, to this day, I don't know, but I know how I found it. Because I was fully persuaded that if I asked him, he would tell me. Now, here's the other thing. I didn't tell him how to tell me. I just trusted him to tell me. I didn't have him tell me how he was. Have you ever tried to tell somebody? My granddaughters, I love them. Ari and Awen, I love them. They are the cutest little bugs. They, you know, sit up on Pop's lap and they tell us a story, Pop's, because I'm known for my stories. My kids grew up with my story, so they had to be the lightning boys or the thunder girls. And so they're, Pops, tell us a story. And I said, okay, well, long, long ago, far, far, there were these two girls. No, no, hey, and I'm going to ride a pony, a unicorn named Cupcake. Okay, and Aerie is going to be on a unicorn, and everyone says, no, no, I want a unicorn named Butterfly. Okay. And then this is what happened. No, 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 Pops. They're, and pretty soon they are telling me everything that's supposed to be in the story. So I finally I said, girls, do you want to tell the story? No, we want you to tell the story. Then let me tell it, please. <laughs> so we finally get the story out. But my thing is, what I'm saying is, I don't tell God how to do that. I don't try to overwrite how he does that. Now, sometimes I need another lesson in that. Because we have in our mind a preset way. Well, God, this is how he's going to do it. I mean, he always uses people, but we'll think, oh, he'll use so-and-so, or he'll do this, or he'll do that, or whatever, or, you know, just let God do what he does. And so he shows me the picture, I find my wallet. So the fact is, I don't know where I lost it, but the truth is, Jesus said, ask me, and I'll show you where it is. Abraham never moved from God's promise. He'd be the father of many nations. Natural circumstances continued to challenge even after Isaac's birth, when God, it says by faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice, 17 and 18 of Hebrews 11. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he had received promises, offered up his only begotten son, whom it was said, in Isaac your seed shall be called. And we've used, you know, Abraham and Isaac, they parallel, we talk about God and Jesus and his son, and that's not what this message is about, but what I'm saying is, Abraham fully believed, you want me to put my son on the altar, you'll raise him up. I believe it. <laughs> he wasn't trying to believe God. If I was Yoda, there is no try. Hmm. Only believe. Only do. This is kind of what Abraham is like. This is what God said. I just believe it. Period. He wasn't just mentally assenting to it. Sometimes, you, you know, he's not doing the cowardly lion. Like, do I, do I, do <laughs> He's not doing that. He's not trying to convince himself. He's already convinced. Come on. He's already, he already knows. He already heard God. You don't have to convince him. He had immersed himself into God's word until that word was more real to him than the things he could see. That's what we need. We need that, that fully persuaded faith for healing, finances, anything else. We have to stay in the word, stay connected to God until we get that, till we have that vision, till we understand, God, I, I see myself blessed. I see myself out of debt. I see myself being able to do anything you've called me to do. I'm going to move this down a little because I keep spitting on it. Well, not spitting on it, but it makes too much of the puff sound. I saw, I saw Dr. Jerry use it, and I thought, cool, I don't have to mess with my headset. <laughs> it 
Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Man, just use the word. That's your sword, the word. That's what the enemy doesn't want you to use, the word. Jesus did it with the word. It is written, the word. You can't do that, Brett. What does God say? If God says, I can, I can. So we read, we study, we meditate. I have people tell me this. I don't know how to meditate. Yes, you do. Do you know how to worry? Oh, yeah. You know how to meditate. Because that's what that is. You're thinking about something. You know, most of the things, you, over 90% of what you worry about, almost up to 97% of the things people worry about never happen. So begin to grab the word of God and get it in your mouth, get it in your head, get it in your heart, get it in your being. So your situation is more real to you because you, you're not depending on anything else. You're depending on God. He's going to carry you through. It's going to be God. You know, you've heard me told the story if the building was on fire and Maddie was on top of the roof and I said, hey, tadpole, I'm here. I'll catch you. Daddy, I can't see you. Just talk to me. You hear my voice. I'll catch you. Jump. Now, I hope that wouldn't happen now because it would be no fun catching her. When she was two, no problem. But I'm telling you, she would hear me. And if that was the way out and she heard my voice, I better be watching because she's going to be breaking through those, that smoke pretty soon. Because she heard my voice and she would follow that. Keep on keeping on until, like Abraham, you don't stagger in the promises or have unbelief. You just, God said it. This is what God said. This is what God said. What did God, and you might have to tell yourself a billion times a day. But tomorrow, you might have to tell yourself a few times less than a billion. Because you are more convinced than you were the day before. You'll grow in faith as you give praise and glory to God. Romans 4.20, he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. So praise him. That's before it shows up. Praise him for what you're sending and dispatching angels for. Praise him for your answer before you see it. Mark 11.23, we are believing when it's answered when we pray. I don't have to. I already know it's coming. I don't have to wait till it pulls up or till it happens or hits my account. I already know it's taken care of. Fully persuaded does not come by experience in the natural. It is coming by you spending time with God. You can't buy that on a, on a DVD somewhere. That is you investing you with him. Here's our last point this morning. And this is the hardest one. Obey immediately. Hebrews 11.8, by faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance, and he went out not knowing where he was going. That's not so easy. It's easier to talk about. It's not so easy to do. Some people want all the answers before they obey God. It doesn't take any faith to see it and then go do it. You're going to have to do some things before you see them in the natural. Well, Brett, I'll tell you what, when God blesses me with all the money, I'll sow more. That's a nice thought, but that's not how it works. It doesn't take faith to do that. I mean, it's good to be obedient when you do get blessed from time to time. That's good. But there's been times that we did not know, like, God, I, you, you got to understand. There's stuff that I'm like, I don't know if this is you, God. And there's the battle. The circumstances and the fact. The circumstances, the fact, and then the truth. So now I have, I got three choices. This is what the facts are saying. This is what the circumstances are saying. But here's what the truth is. I've had God tell me to do things and I'm like, that is not you. And then it's quiet. And I think I'm just entertainment for heaven. So I think he's up there going, just give him a minute. Just give him a minute. And I'd ask him again, and he'd say the same thing. And then I'd think I'd get support from her. 
All five feet of her said, no, what did God tell you? Well, he told me to give my truck to that boy over there. I don't want to do that. She said, better do it. I don't want to do that. I don't own anything on the truck. It's great. It's in mint shape. What'd God say? Be quiet. <laughs> so I did it. And the people tried to give me money. And I tried to take it. Because I wanted to. I didn't. I was just like, oh, that's sweet. So it won't be a total loss. You ever reason that? Well, surely God would want me to have something out of it. Bless his heart. <laughs> All he has saved is $2,400. He'll give that to you. Well, really, he needs more money for college. So 12 the truck was worth like five times that or whatever. And the Lord said, don't, this is what he told me, don't you dare take a penny of that. You, I can't take it. Finally, they showed up at my house with money again. And I said, would you just take the truck and go away? <laughs> Obey immediately. I put myself through a lot of turmoil because I allowed the enemy just to work me over. Then he gave me another car. Somebody came up and gave me another car, and he said, give that one away. Okay. Got a little easier that time, because I didn't like the car. <laughs> but I gave it away, and I had them, they tried to give me money. And I'm like, I'm not allowed to take it. I just want you to take the car. I got another car. Gave that one away. Then I got a truck, and he said, sell it. I was like, yes! Get to sell the puppy, yes! So I got some money for the truck, and as soon as I got the money, he said, now give that money too. And I'm like, are you kidding? <laughs> so I did that. But see, he's looking for people. Then he just starts blessing. He starts doing things. We had a, we had a truck that where we lived when we first came back, started the church. I had a truck, it was beautiful. I didn't know anything on it. It was, I don't know, $5,000 truck or something. I don't know. But it, maybe it was more than that. I don't know. But it was, a, it was in great shape. Not, nothing wrong with it. No dents, no rust, no nothing. We we're going to sell the truck and use it to do repairs to build the boy's bedroom. We turned the garage into a bedroom. And so I promised the boys, well, we're going to do that. We're going to turn this money. It's gonna, we're going to tithe out of that. Bless God. We're going to tithe out of that. Did you hear me, Father? We're going to tithe out of that. Sold the truck. I said, okay, I'm going to give the tithe. He said, give the whole thing. Come on, Lord. So we did. But then he had a people, people just showed up. I didn't know anything about it. I'm supposed to give you this check for, we ended up getting the room done anyway. Paid for. My friends, I'm, I'm trying to tell you something. It's not everybody will get out of the boat like Peter and want to walk on the water because there's other disciples that are probably saying, Peter, you're not too smart. You're going to sink. But once he started walking on the water, when Jesus said, because the word made flesh said, come on, Peter said, okay. And he walks on there. I bet you 11 other guys in there are going, I knew he was going to walk on it. Sure. I was going to do it, but I didn't want to take the thing away from Peter yet. Mm. He needed that. I'm generous that way. You see, a lot of us want answers. God, show me, and then I'll do it. And God wants to say, just do it, and I'll show you. But I want everything to make sense so I feel safe. I wish I had an answer for you for that. Doesn't take faith when everything makes sense. There's a lot of stuff happens in the Bible doesn't make sense. I mean, I want to see. You think I can do it? Okay. Let me spit in this mud. Let's put it on your eye. Okay. But then his eye sees. Stretch out this hand. I can't. Stretch out this hand, okay? And the hand gets healed. Take those pitchers, fill up and clear up to the rim with water. 
okay. And it turns into wine. That was his first miracle. You see, there's, there's a problem if we have to see everything. Some people ask, I don't know how God does that stuff for you. I'll tell you how he does it because he's God. But it's not because I'm me. He does it for all his kids. I just happen to be one that just gets fully persuaded. When God gives an instruction, he rarely gives me the full blueprint of everything. Brett, I need you to start a church. God, I... I don't know. I've never started a church. Before we started this church independent, non-denominational, we were ordained in the Assemblies of God. So those of you that want a little history, <laughs> and we had opportunity when I left. I was pastoring on the east side of Columbus. Uh, we had some people show up at church, liked everything they heard. They were in a mega church in Michigan. Now, I know it's the rival state of Ohio, but it's a great state. I'm not talking about football team. I'm just talking about steak. Okay. And it was a mega church. And they were looking to, to get a new pastor. And it came down to just uh, a few guys and me being one of those guys down to a couple guys. And we thought for sure this is it. You ever think that you have God figured out? This is it. This is going to be great. I mean, the church ran 5,000. When they came to us, they were about 2,500. And we were like... Sweet, 2,500, it might as well. Oh, man, that's awesome. It's going to be awesome. God, you're, this is, woo, we, you know, this is going to fulfill the things you showed me, blah, blah, blah. And I thought I had him all figured out. And then they picked another guy. And then God showed me scripture, John 14, 6. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I want you to start a church, Brett. I don't want you to call it True Life Church. Okay. I've never started a church, God. I've started a lot of them. It'll be okay. So I said, all right. So we set out to do this. We didn't get started, but just getting things underway. And I got a call from Michigan. Are you still available? We made a mistake. I said, I'm not available. He had me start a church. I'm sorry. We just closed the door. Fully persuaded. Think of all the people in the Hall of Fame in Hebrews 11 who were given instructions that made no sense in the natural. Noah, I want you to build a boat. It's never rained on the earth before. But I want you to build a boat. A boat. Because it's going to flood. No, it's never rained. But yet Noah goes ahead, took, took a, what, I think 120 years to build the thing. But he, he builds it, does whatever the Lord says. Risks his reputation. Moses, the whole Exodus plan. Pharaoh, how many times? You know, Moses goes and says, let my people go. And Pharaoh says, no. But he keeps doing what God tells him. Israelites could have resisted to march around Jericho seven times. Think about that. Now that, how, does that even make sense? I don't want you to say anything. I want you to go around this whole city six times. Keep your mouth shut. On the seventh time, we're going to shout. Walls are going to come down. Mm-hmm. But you got to walk it out. It doesn't just happen unless you walk it out. Because that's how faith, faith without works, is dead. But they all obeyed God right away, and they all won. So you got to move forward without having all your answers. That's how you get to your destination, the promises of God. Sometimes it seems, God is just safer to sit back. And see the full picture. But it can be dangerous. Because you could be out of God's will. And you want to stay in that protection mode. You understand? I want to be where he wants me to be. Corey Tinboom was asked a question. 
And she said, the center of his will is our only safety. Now, you know the story of her, so I won't go into that. But common sense talks loudly. Doesn't common sense talk? Well, you don't want to do that. You want to do this. You don't want to, you don't want to give all of that. God surely wouldn't tell you to empty your bank account and do this. He wouldn't tell you that, would he? And your common sense will begin to argue because that natural part of you. But let me tell you, my friends, there's safety in obeying God. Stepping out, doing what he wants. There's something that happens inside that you go, I don't understand it, but I know I'm doing right. That's that peace that passes understanding. Something inside, I'm not going by my feelings. I know what I, he told me, so I'm persuaded. Those feelings line up with my obedience. Somebody understand what I'm talking about. When we're persuaded fully, we don't hesitate to follow orders. God is the master. When he gives the orders, we, we obey them immediately. And that pleases him. Jesus was so impressed by the faith of the centurion, and I'm almost finished here, that the centurion said, you don't have to come to my house. Listen to what I'm saying. Just say the word. Say the word. And from where you are, my servant will be healed. And he, he goes on to tell him, I know how this works. I'm under authority. I know what this is. I know how the chain of command works. I only need to say go. My, my soldiers go. You just tell me. Say it. I'll say it. So to live fully persuaded, we become people who understand what it means to be under authority, who know how to obey orders. See, we, don't, we, we live in a world that's like, don't you tell me what to do. You're not the boss of me. But we need to know the word of God and say that. You're not just a child of God. You are a soldier in God's army. And your promotion comes from following orders. This is no time to go AWOL. You know what AWOL means? Absent without leave. Because we want to see fruit. If we go AWOL, we can't see the fruit. And so many times, and I, I think Kim and I could both say, we've not seen some things in our life and it's our own fault. We went through stuff that we put ourselves through. God didn't do it. We did. He helped us out of it because he's a loving God. But we, we believed our own senses or we believed this or we believed other people. Are we loving others the way God tells us to love others? Do we even love ourselves? Some of us have trouble loving others because we don't like ourselves. So if you haven't been obedient, I'm going to pray here in just a second. I want us to just repent and just say, Lord, I'm going to do what you say. I don't know whether it's in giving. I'm not doing this as a push for money. I'm just saying a lot of times stuff is just tied to the pocketbook. Some of you already have been that battle and know that. But maybe it's something else. Maybe it's calling that person. Hey, I love you and I'm sorry. Just like that centurion, just say the word from where you are. Would you obey if God said, just, just do what I ask? Think about Jesus in the garden. Lord, I don't want to do this, but if this is what you want, I'm on it. When you start doing what God tells you, you're going to activate that fully persuaded faith. And you can live a life that supersedes the one you've been living now. That goes past where you're at. Instead of just paycheck to paycheck and worry to worry. But one that's just like, God's got this. I don't know how he's going to do it, but man, this is what he told me to do, so I'm going to do it. It's exciting, I will tell you that. Sometimes I've been in a restaurant and he said, go over and pray for somebody. Okay, I don't know them. He knows that. He's not asking if I know them, but I know him, and they don't, or they needed that confirmation. So you do. You go over and introduce yourself. Hey, the Lord wanted me to pray for you. Is that okay? If they say no, I don't pray for them, not in front of them, because if they say no, they say no. I don't have authority over their free will, but that doesn't mean I wasn't obedient. 
Sometimes he said, you see that guy? I want you to go over there and buy his supper. God, I don't know if I have enough. And he doesn't answer. Okay, I'll go buy his supper. Mallory was just, I don't know how old you were, Mal. We went to uh, Pizzeria Uno's. We, we, we went, we were all as a family, we went to go see Christmas lights and stuff at Clifton Gorge or something. And <laughs> we weren't prepared for it. They're still there. You can go see Christmas lights. They hang over this gorge. They're gorgeous. But they, they charge you to get in. We didn't come prepared, but I paid for everybody to go in. We didn't have jackets to stay warm. We weren't there 10 minutes, and the girls. Now, guys would be like, hmm. I'm like, I'm staying. I don't care if I'm a popsicle. I'm staying. Because I just paid whatever money to get us all in at 8 bucks a head or whatever it was. I don't remember. And the girl, we weren't in there 10 minutes, and the girls were like, we're cold. Suck it up, buttercup. But they're cold, and the kids were smaller, and they were, we, we weren't prepared. So we didn't hardly see anything, and we just got in the car and left. And we were driving back, and one restaurant, I think, was closed, and we ended up at Pizzeria Uno's. And I was complaining the whole way. So just so you know, if you ever have those days, we all get them. Not, there's no excuse. I've tried to make sure I don't have them now, but I was complaining the whole way. And Mallory was taking notes mentally. And we got down, and I was just, I was mad. I, I don't know how else, to, I was just mad. I, I felt like we wasted all our money driving clear over, took us to get there, and went in paid. We didn't even stay. The restaurant was closed, and now we're back here. And, and Mal kept trying. Mal is the incredible uh, Pollyanna positive Justin will, you don't have to say amen, but, you know, she was always going, yes, he's like, yeah. She'll be like, Daddy, it's going to be okay. And that's all she kept telling me, Daddy, it's going to be okay. I'm all, and I'm like, Mal, you know, you don't even have to worry about it. We took us all this gas money. Took us all. I'm giving her everything in the book. I'm not even holding anything back. She's a kid. So there's my parenting skill for you. <laughs> and she said, Daddy, you tell me that God will take care of us. And I said, yeah. She said, well, he will. I said, oh, okay. And I was starting to get a hold of my emotions again. And so we sat and we were, the food had come. And in my mind, I'm doing the dad thing. Okay, what's this going to cost? We spent, uh, uh, uh. you ever did that? Thinking I have this amount of money and not enough means to throw in my field. You know what I mean? I don't know where that illustration came, but. <laughs> but we, the lady comes over to give me the bill and she leans over and she says sir I said yeah and she said your bill has been covered by that gentleman and she pointed back to a gentleman back there I don't even know who he was and he just looked at me and smiled and I was like what and Mallory leans over the table and she goes see daddy <laughs> they watch everybody so you better Better do what you tell them. <laughs> My point is this. I messed that up, and yet God still showed favor on me. Because something more important than that was the faith of that beautiful young lady that's in the back. And he said, My word works every time. I want fully persuaded faith, I want faith that doesn't look at the natural doesn't look at my circumstances but says I am going to look at God and his word and I'm going to obey him immediately and you watch the waters part you watch the boat immediately go to the other side you watch and people come up and say how did that happen and bless God I will say he did it by his grace he did it and when the enemy comes and he'll try it is written I'll be like my wife. These boots are made for walking. That's just what they'll do. You know, she would just stomp all over him, make him uglier than he already is. That's your job. State the word of God. Don't you let him take your joy.
Don't you let him take your peace. Don't you let him take your assignment. Don't you let him take you and get you defeated. You have faith and you put it out there and you walk it and you do it and watch God show up strong. Do you believe that? Give the Lord a big hand clap. God bless you. Well, let's stand to our feet. God is so 